Okay, memory one, you meditating in the morning sun. Tall, pure, peaceful guy. I was drawn, I'm not gonna lie. Dylan, did you get your donkeys this morning? I'm sorry, no, that's not you. But I live for your Boston impressions. You're so funny and it doesn't even seem like you try. I can't even handle it when we're high. Everything you do and say just hits the spot and I goddamn die. Bouncing off each other like Bonnie and Clyde. No one touches our divine vibe. For the record, we're clean for most of the time. It's not that hard when magic is all around and you find someone else who also sees it. Culture high, you called it, and I wanted to hug you for understanding my jaw dropping in San Carlos. You're innocent and brilliant. Your frequency is radiant, tuned in on the exact same wavelength. That's why I wondered about you. So memory two, me asking you a question ayahuasca told me to. You thought for a while and then talked away. Your answer deepened our bond and opened my mind. The words you use prove we're on the same path. But also, you're just actually a poet. So, my favorite memory, at least top three. Last night together, you read your poems for me. Like it was nothing. Casually displaying your unique artistry. Now it makes sense, I thought, how you walk. Like you're old and young at the same time. Like something's weighing heavy on you, though your expression is light, mild. Your limbs move easily, yogically, subtly, eccentrically. You're an interesting spirit, you told me. And I felt silent for a while, head to head, hand in hand, communicating with fingers until you said goodnight, my friend. I love how excited you got over your deep meditation the other day. That's dedication, mixed with the unintended sacredness of a playful child's acceleration. A delighted sigh. I share your joy, Gemini. I ate your honey and you kissed my cheek. I kissed your neck, just a peck. And when I had to share, you were there. The only one I told about my pregnancy scare. And we talked about kids and life and purpose. My life's mission is not to fuck up like my dad did, he said. That is a loud motorcycle, I'm sorry. My life's mission is not to fuck up like my dad did, he said. And you're right, that's why we're here. To break the cycle and change the gear. And when I close my eyes and tune into your life, I smile and hum. You're doing absolutely great, hon. Last memory, though it's way more than four, but our fellow meditation opened a door. I will walk through it and open more with the memory of you deep in my core. Side note, I've never seen your eye shape before. You're an artist, not born in the wrong era, no, but at the exact right time to go, change the world just by being you, and I'll make sure you do just by being me, always remembering us. I love you, brother. You make me laugh and trust. <sighs> Next time I see you, I'll make sure my Spanish is better than yours, you fucking gringo. <laughs> Oh.
so so that was a letter I wrote from my friend, one of my two best friends, Dylan, at the Spanish school in San Carlos, Colombia, that I was just at for two weeks. Last time we spoke, I had just arrived at this at this school and I was in pieces, heartbroken over having left the, the yoga teacher training in Ecuador, which I honestly still miss. It's been over two weeks since I was there now. and. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd just update you on my last two weeks in Colombia and starting it off with reading this letter for, for Dylan, um, who is one of the main reasons I stayed and didn't go back. Um, I found it very hard to focus on the Spanish and the lessons there because, I don't know, I felt distracted and... <sighs> I don't know, my mind My mind has been busy these last two weeks, um, just deciding, like, should I stay here or should I go? And then, um, because, I mean, first week of coming to a new place, I, I just feel so lost and not settled. And I just arrived in Mexico now, and it's my f second night here, and I'll tell more about that after. But I just really want to tell you about Colombia, the two weeks in Colombia. And I have to say, the nature in Colombia is breathtakingly beautiful. It's, it's better than Ecuador, way better. It's so vibrant and green and juicy. And one of the first days there, yeah, I, I, one of the first people I connected with was uh, Dylan from, from Boston or Vermont or both. I don't, I don't remember where he was born, but... Um, and I just, I was just so in awe of like, yeah, of the culture in Colombia and how colorful it was and very different from Ecuador. I would say, because I lived in a big city in Ecuador and it was quite, I don't know, gray, sterile, like just another big city, not really culturally interesting like Colombia. I won't say it's not culturally interesting because yes, it is, but I don't know. It was just all around in Colombia. And uh, I lived, uh, this Spanish school was um, in a, like a countryside, jungle area. And I just have to apologize for the background noise. It's really hard finding a place where there is completely quiet to record a podcast while I'm traveling. I just, I have to do the best with what I got. And yeah, so sorry for some traffic noise in the background. But anyway, I've been journaling so much in, in Colombia and... I thought I just might read you some of the things I wrote in my journal, my very personal journal. So, I don't know, as I was saying, I was, yeah, I was kind of contemplating leaving for the first week I was there, but then the first weekend, the first weekend there, I was very close to going into Medellin with some of the people who were finishing up the Spanish course and staying in Medellin for the last week just checking out the big city um, and I was almost certain I would go with one of them to live in an Airbnb in Medellin but I decided to stay because <laughs> well because of you Adir my other very very good friend in this place called Adir and it was the night I think it was Saturday night yeah it was definitely Saturday night and I decided to go but then uh, I, I found it very hard to tell Adair and Dylan, my friends there, that I was going to go. But then, then Adair found out 
and um, he took me on a motorcycle ride. I was on the back of his motorcycle. We were cruising like so fast through this country, on this country road in, in San Carlos in the middle of the night. And he just yelled at me, you can't leave now. Um, and the wind was blowing through our hair. I was holding on to him for dear life. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm in the middle of the process, he said. I'm in the middle of the process. You can't leave me now. And I, I asked, what, what process? What do you mean, what process? And he told me that he had walked barefoot for the first time in nature because of me. And he told me he had bathed naked in the, in the river and the waterfall for, the, for his first time because of me today. And he asked me a few days ago how, how I was so free and confident and I don't know. I just, I feel very like myself these days, very embodied, very much, very much connected to myself and to nature and to trees and to water and to everything. And I just feel everything so deeply and I feel like a child in, child in awe of just this whole traveling thing. And I find it really hard to, to hide. So I just have to bathe naked and walk barefoot and hug the trees and kiss the rocks and moan in the water and meditate on a branch not on a branch on the ground <laughs> and this place I came to this Spanish school is not really a very spiritual or connected place I mean they they party and they drink and I came there like a newborn hippie from this yoga tantra school and I just brought all my knowledge and wisdom and I don't know just kind of lived it there because it felt right to me, and and uh, dear, he, um, yeah, you really saw that and was inspired by that, and came to me and followed me uh, on my path, and that made me realize that, you know, I was right in my last podcast or in two podcasts ago that I am, that I am here. No, it was my last podcast. Yeah, where I said I might be here for a reason and even though it was hard being in this not very spiritual place um, I was there for a reason and it was to really to dare to fucking be myself in a place where I didn't feel like anybody was like me and to just be in my to just bring my light there and see what happens just not care if people think it's weird to kiss trees because sometimes they just ask me to and I and I'd be and I'd regret not kissing the tree I don't know life is really magical these days and um, the last week with Dylan and Adair was was beautiful every day and I <clears throat> I held my first yoga lessons yoga yoga sessions there and they showed up and other people showed up and this other yoga teacher came and he held yoga sessions there and we kind of created um rituals and more spiritually uh, more spiritual things to a place that didn't really have it so um that was a really beautiful thing to do and to feel like i had to take some responsibility that 
not that someone else was creating the magic for me, holding the ceremonies for me, holding yoga, yoga for me or the meditations for me that I could just show up, but I actually had to be the person showing up and bringing it to this place, bringing my life to this place, which was really, really different um, from being at the yoga school. Like I felt, I felt very independent there and that I really had to do a lot of the work which was, you know, which was why I was there. It, was, it really was meant to be. So, yeah. Let me see what I have in my journal here. Oh yeah, this day, this earlier, and earlier this Saturday, um, I had actually had just the most beautiful day. We, uh, we walked and climbed, I don't know, three, four hours of this crazy mountain. The nature is so, it has no mercy in Colombia. Like it's not, nothing is like touched by man. And it's actually really dangerous to climb these certain places. And we had to really go through this really heavy um, adventure um, to, to get to this amazing waterfall. Um, just this amazing waterfall in the middle of the mountain with the view like I I have not seen this kind of view before I just had to lay down and look at the view and I just my my body was I didn't know if I was gonna throw up or because it just it was so overwhelming emotionally to see something as beautiful as this view with the uh, with the waterfall behind me and just the eternal trees and mountains in front of me just so lush and yeah we i bathed naked in the in the waterfall and then everyone else did after and <laughs> it was beautiful swimming naked or bathing naked is just it's really something else it's it's how freedom it's freedom embodied and because of all of the yoga from the yoga school I feel so connected to my body and just able to relax muscles that I haven't been able to relax before like my mula bandha or my uh, my pelvic floor muscles which we tend to clen clench all the time and learning how to relax this is just such a journey it's such because the, the place like between your sexual organs is a place of pleasure and we're holding it in all the time and learning to let that place go and then sitting meditating in nature naked relaxing my mula bandha almost gave me an orgasm like i am experiencing and exploring my body and the world and their interaction together in really really interesting ways and I feel like I'm just going deeper and deeper into what this world and what this life and what these senses has to offer and it's really erotic this life it's it's so it's just desire and and uh, I just honestly feel like I talked to oh I'm gonna have to go into that later I just wanna yeah Colombia in my journal I write Estoy en la luna, sitting back on a dearest motorcycle. Damn it, so many feelings in one day. I'm blown away at what I am experiencing and feeling here, contemplating here, 
at the way at the way home from the waterfall we we were sitting in this car i don't know what they're called these cars it's not a van but it has like an open space back so you're kind of just sitting in an open space behind the car and there's like three seats in the front and um i've never i've never sat like that in a car before like you often see it and i don't know um uh, developing countries and like in movies or when you, yeah when you go to more developing countries people sit in the back of the cars like with no walls or ceiling i don't know what those calls what those are called but it's my first time sitting in one of those and we rode down the countryside in the mountain and me and adair were just um we were just looking at each other and kind of laughing and kind of crying and um, just could not take in the beauty of the mountains and yeah I really do think it's one of the most beautiful things um, most beautiful sceneries I've ever seen and just sitting in the back of that van just seeing Adair's moved touched expression like he he couldn't fathom it and neither could I we were just we didn't say a word but we just with our eyes we just kept telepathically saying like this is so I mean this moment and this car down this hill looking at the mountains and this view is just insane it's just too beautiful to be true it was just one of those moments in life where you're just where words are not no words could have um, made that moment more I don't know how to say it but it was a beautiful day and it was that night I sat on the back of his motorcycle and he yelled to me that I couldn't leave and so I stayed actually I stayed for one more week because of that and I write in my journal <clears throat> dreams come true and they're even better bitter newer different more surprising than I imagined it's so fucking filthy here though that's honestly why I want to go the most but it's all a part of the plan it's all part of the great mystery I'm gonna have to learn to live in lesser conditions than what I'm used to at home and it really is challenging um, and I don't know if it was this night or some other night where me and Adair just ended up having a two-hour massage just not saying anything and just and I write in my journal it was so slow and loving and almost I almost fell asleep no sexual tension just tender sensual loving appreciation for each other I had to ask him to go though I didn't really need to but it's necessary to explore my boundaries here I, I love landing in myself and with myself after having had a really good time with someone. Like, I need to be in my own energy before I go to sleep. Um, yeah. I love that Dare and Dylan are so close and intimate together. They are my two best friends here in Colombia. I only have a few days left with them. God, when I came, I wanted to leave. Now leaving will be harder every day. Meditation with Dylan this morning was pure, light, deep. A peaceful, smiling Buddha is what I felt like. Giving to and receiving from the universe. I meditated on clarity again. A dare singing Hebrew in my shower. Ani <laughs> ohevet 
It's Hebrew for I love you. And every time I told a dear I loved him, he said in Hebrew. And I'd have to say, It's so easy for me to remember now. It's so beautiful. Okay, what am I writing here? Yeah. My genitals open and relaxed on the wet waterfall stone, breathing eyes closed, thighs letting go as the Colombian weed enters my lungs, my cells. Out of my head and into my body, my face's expressions hold all my emotions. I feel like people can read me easily now. Here I sit, my guard down completely, every thought manifesting as a micro-movement in my organism. How scary to be seen, then sweet the surrender. A deer came back knocking on my door after renting my shower, started saying I love you in Hebrew. I said I loved him too, but he said with his accent, no, I am in love with you. I was left dumbfounded, delighted, wondrous. What do I do with this? How does this change the way I see myself? Because somehow it does. I love myself more than ever. I express, I sing, I jump and I run with the dogs towards the trees that call for me. I observe the people, I watch them intensely and acceptingly, silently interested with so much almost painful love. I love being sober, this is the craziest drug. Traveling is the craziest drug. It's cracking me open, my inner child is leading the way and I wipe my tear as I proudly twirl her around and send her off to play. The water is my girlfriend. She licks and swallows my body, and I moan as she does. The wind is I, and the earth is my medicine. The fire is the mystical unknown, waiting to show me more. How much deeper I can go. An eternal round of joy and pain, wisdom and love, sprinkled with friends I meet along the way, holding me, lifting me, teaching me, and pushing me towards the one, the God, the all. It tastes like wine, this life. I lower my voice in shame and guilt when I cry over my next flight ticket. Never enough time anywhere. What do I do with this ridiculously wonderful problem? I am so lucky, it's disgusting. But saying this is also resisting the joy of life. Why do I not deserve the biggest happiness? I fucking do. My inner child fucking does. And she is me, so so do I. <laughs> Buen provecho, salud, and enjoy it. I had to write down this, this quote that Adair told me. He told me, I want to smash you, put you inside a pita bread, put tahini on you, and eat you. <laughs> He makes the best tahini stuff, so this is kind of like an inside joke too, but what a compliment to be smashed and put in a pita bread with tahini on and be eaten. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I know why I'm here now, I write, finally. I came here to learn from a deer. He just has to say it so direct and honest. The last night in Colombia, I actually held like an opening slash closing ceremony for me leaving and this new girl arriving. And it was me, this new girl, and Adir and Dylan, and we sat in a circle, and 
um, we smoked and set our intentions and then we said some nice words about each other I had a medicine wheel in the middle to bring balance and it's I don't know if it's my first time like holding this kind of ritual or ceremony but I think it is it was just very um, very um, I don't know spontaneous but also kind of planned out beforehand so it was cool to be the person to to do something like that and then I had we had a meditation after um, which is where Dylan went so deep it was so funny he was so excited after at, at how deep he went into the meditation and for me this meditation was actually quite distracting because I felt like I had responsibility for the group and I couldn't I mean I could let go after a while I just started giving away my thoughts to the universe um, with my hands so that's yeah that, that worked really really good oh, I don't know it's so interesting it's so interesting this life and so yes that was Colombia and then I went into Medellin and stayed there for two days before my flight to Mexico and when I came to Medellin I I must say I've got to be completely honest I fucking hated it I lived in the middle of the city and what was supposed to be one of the nice areas, Laureles, which I had been recommended. And I gotta say, it was just too much traffic noise. And oh my God, what a busy city. And the traffic, everything was just too much stimuli. Like I was so lost there, not centered at all. And uh, the one day I had there, I, I uh, ordered this horseback riding. Finally, it's what I wanted to do when I came here. I told you in my... I think it was my second podcast. Um, I told you about me wanting to go horseback riding, and I finally got to do it. But and it was really weird. It was a really weird day. I didn't really like the the guy who was guiding. He was drunk, drunk driving, and I don't know, talking about inappropriate things and texting while driving, and us to the horses. And then we were too many people with the horses, and I got to run a bit with the horse, like galloping and. That is a drug, man. That is really, really insane. So I want to go horseback riding again, but some other place, some other time when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. And then I had my flight to Mexico. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I arrived in Mexico yesterday. I traveled all day. And it was a really interesting day, which I really want to talk about. I had to get up really early to get this plane to Mexico and when I arrived at the airport everything just started going wrong like the Wi-Fi at the airport didn't work and I didn't have my boarding tickets and then when I got Wi-Fi it kind of worked but the app for the boarding tickets didn't work so I had to go to the reception and get the boarding tickets physically but the woman I was talking to didn't understand English and her Spanish to me was just I have not been on the Spanish school long enough to understand uh, a Spanish-speaking woman behind a mask with like a sore voice talking really fast and like not very clear and I just had yeah like problem after problem and I thought maybe okay this uh, yeah I got kind of worried and stressed out and had a lot of heavy things to carry and but then I started chanting while I was waiting for this woman to see if she could fix my flight tickets um, she didn't really understand wasn't really able to but while I was waiting for her she was back talking with someone and I just started chanting um, Um Gam Gana Pataye Namaha 
which is something, which is a mantra we used to chant at Durga's Tiger School. And I've been singing it and playing it on the guitar, and I think it's beautiful. And then this yoga teacher showed up at the Spanish school, and we actually went back into the city together in this van through this jungle, and the car like almost broke down a few times, and he told me about this mantra, and that how you would use it when you had obstacles in the way, because it's a mantra to call for Ganesh, which is uh, a Hindu god of abundance, and this and this mantra calls to her and removes her or him, removes obstacles and uh, calls in abundance. And the key word here is really re to remove obstacles. So I started chanting this Um Gam Ganapatayena Maha Sharanam Ganesha while I was waiting, and then I could just feel like my mind falling to rest and at ease and that no matter what happened something is happening and it's moving forward somehow and if I lose this plane it's gonna be fine I have travel insurance like whatever it's I don't know things just seemed really easy when I started chanting this and a smile came to my lips while my yeah my plane was leaving soon and then she came back and she came back with the wrong boarding ticket for another plane and then I turn around um, and I see this absolutely gorgeous, good-looking guy behind me in line. And while I'm trying to communicate with this woman, suddenly this guy is standing next to me saying or asking if I need help. And he could speak Spanish fluently and English fluently. And it was just not even two minutes and the situation was taken care of and I understood and I got the right ticket and he just helped me out. And then I thanked them both, I get my boarding ticket and I hurry to the security, um, uh, the security thing, you have to just check your luggage or whatever, I don't know what it's called. I see this guy again, I smile, whatever, and then I turn to my left and this guy has this tattoo that really catches my eye and it's <laughs> you guys it's the tattoo of Ganesh he literally has the elephant tattooed all over his for his uh, shoulder and I see this and I just smile at the great mystery at the great universe <laughs> at synchronicities at traveling and just being at the right place at the right time and I don't know, it was kind of like the universe was just winking at me with this tattoo of Ganesh after I had just chanted mantras for her or him. I don't know if it's a her or him. Either way, either way, yeah. And I got through the security thing and I had breakfast with this gorgeous guy and uh, we started boarding at the same time and it was just a really, yeah, it was a nice breakfast, nice morning, talking to him, getting to know him. And he was from Medellin, even though he didn't look like it. And Yeah, it was really cool. Really cool meeting. Yeah, I don't know. And then also at the second airport, I was really, I was absolutely sure I was going to lose my, lose my flight. It was like half an hour until the flight was going to take off and I was in line for passport control and I had to take a train to a second terminal and it was just no way it was going to work but then I check my clock again and suddenly the time is like one hour earlier and that is also after I started chanting um, gam, gam, patayana, maha. and then I checked the clock again it's just turned back one hour and I was like what the fuck what 
now I'm gonna yes I'm getting on my plane now like I will I will make it and you know I just I kept uh, repeating this mantra several times during this whole trip because so many obstacles came and then I started chanting and then something crazy funny happened and it just all worked out and it was just kind of like the universe just checking me and playing with me and teaching me the importance of intention and higher power and my higher self having it all figured out in some other timeline and me tapping into that wisdom and just and just getting the messages that you are doing you are on the right path that's what synchronicities are to me you're on the right path so so yeah I, I get on this plane and I'm sitting next to this other just gorgeous nice guy and we talk and um, have, I don't know the people I meet when I travel is just people are so interesting man people are fairy tales and I feel very lucky that I I'm totally an introvert but I find talking to other people most of the time very easily and especially if they're like on the same frequency as I am like sometimes I can just look into a person's eyes for the first time and just be instantly comfortable and feel like I can be myself with this person because somehow we've just walked I don't know quite a similar path and collectively we're in the same place and we I don't know kind of just get each other straight away and it's it's really cool because it's definitely not like that with everyone and sometimes I start talking to people who I just feel totally out of balance out of off my center and yeah but anyway yeah I even arrived in Mexico I was the taxi driver took me to my uh, hostel but then I was like an hour late to check in so I couldn't get into my hostel that I'd already paid for so I had to start walking down this village where I'm going to be staying for the next three weeks for a yoga retreat with my three best friends in the whole entire world and we're all here now but yesterday I came to a locked port door in, in a totally new place but then I started walking down and I found this other hostel with this gorgeous girl who showed me my my room and it was just it was gorgeous there and it all worked out a bit more expensive but um, because I had to pay for the place I didn't stay and but anyway, it all worked out and I had a good night's sleep. And then I woke up today. It was the day of finally meeting my three girls, my sisters from Norway. And I'm getting chills just talking about it, guys. Um, had a really beautiful morning. I had the best fucking Mexican breakfast. And this little town, Masunta, is... I mean, it's a paradise. It is heaven on earth, guys. You have everything you need here. I think it's like the the central like the most hippie place in all of mexico like where all of the hippies gather and it's so colorful here the mexican mexican culture is even more heaven than what you see on on television the lights here it's so cozy it's so colorful it's dense it's juicy it's fruity it's mexican the music and the people here the hippies they just walk around in colorful colorful clothes like they don't even care and weird hairstyles and just I've never seen such a cluster of hippies and just wild people before, like old hippies and hippies with babies attached to the, their, the front of their bodies and just 
<laughs> this place they have everything here as well like they have everything you could ever need as a spiritual person like i just went a bit crazy shopping today for like i bought some some raw pay and what else did i buy like agua florida and gosh i don't know what else some new clothes i really needed and some just natural products like everything maca maca powder like plant milk and they just they're very conscious here and it's so colorful here and it's right by the beach and the beach i saw the beach today but oh my god you guys i i arrived at the yoga place um after shopping and breakfast this morning and i waited there for my three sisters christina sinova and amanda and um i sat outside the rece reception waiting for them to come And then there they come, <clears throat> these three beautiful family members. I'm getting chills just talking about this the moment I see them and Christina is first and I just walked towards her and um, <laughs> had to kind of like stop and smile and laugh before I just embrace her in a hug and when she holds me and when I hold her I just start like bawling my eyes out. I start crying, like audibly crying, not being able to control my body. And Sunev and Amanda also come and they um, embrace me, all three holding me. And I just didn't expect me to 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 fall apart like I did and and to to really really start crying in. I don't know what this feeling was. I mean, of course, joy seeing them again, but also just having been on this crazy journey alone and, of course, having shared with people along the way. But these three girls, they know me in a different way than the people I've met on my journey, you know? They've, they knew who I was before I started traveling and they've seen me in really vulnerable states and we've had really vulnerable conversations and they just know me in a completely different way so them seeing me was kind of just I felt I just felt super seen and I felt home and I felt super vulnerable and almost like I didn't know how much I needed um, just a piece of home to embrace me and I just had to hold my heart and and they were checking in and I was just sitting um, sitting there waiting for them to check in just um, crying a bit more and um, closing my eyes putting my hands together and I don't know overwhelm of beauty and love and yeah that's it so we've been spending the day together today and um, yeah, the town here, I mean, the people here are just, I mean, I didn't know this kind of place existed. It feels like I'm home and I think I will feel more at home because it's also kind of overwhelming to see all these hippies here being so comfortable here like they've lived here forever and then I'm like totally new in this place kind of 
I don't know, humble to be here and humble to be new, I guess. Um, so I can't wait to develop here and meet the people here. And it's also overwhelming because everyone seems so cool and interesting that I feel kind of small, which is such a contrast to the last place I was, um, where I felt like the most expressive person. But now I'm just, I'm, I'm actually also quite a quiet person and you know, being in a new place kind of brings out that in me, and, but yeah, I'm really excited, we're getting up early tomorrow to go meditate and start full day of, of yoga and meditation, and really, really looking forward to that, I just, I, as, again, I just feel so connected these days that my meditations are just, I'm just sitting in a mixture of, or, um, not a mixture, but like, in and out of um, my face completely relaxed and then suddenly I get this little Buddha smile when gratitude just gratitude and pleasure and just well-being and it just kind of hits me when I sit and meditate like what I'm receiving from the universe and I try to give back and give and give and give out to the universe all of what I don't need and also everything that beautiful like gratitude and trust and I just give it all to the universe because the universe is me and um, what I give out I get back but I just and it's kind of scary to give I don't know I'm rambling I'm rambling I'm gonna turn on the fan now can't have the fan on while I'm recording a podcast because of the noise but it's humid as hell here that's like the only downside I can find right now it's I just had a shower, but I am my. There are drops in my face. It's so humid here. Mexico, let's go. Let's go. You look crazy, Mexico. You look like you look way more Mexican in real life than you do in the movies. Like the culture here is intense. I've never seen anything like this. The buildings and the cafes here are just so fucking cute, and they all have so much personality and vitality and vibes like lights in different colors and it's all just so well done and well put together by I don't know and I oh I saw the ocean today for the first time since I was home in Bergen and that was also one of those overwhelmingly beautiful moments where I just had to scream and like moan and I just ran into the water completely naked because you can do that here and I mean I do it anyway everywhere but I don't know, it was just, it was just, um, it was really magical. <sighs> the beach, yeah, and the moon and the stars here, and... Okay, guys, I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm gonna have to rest before my... Before, um, the yoga retreat starts tomorrow. Again, I'm sorry for the background noise, so we're just gonna have to get used to it. <laughs> really find a quiet place here but i hope you found this podcast somewhat inspiring that it made you want to travel because traveling is blowing my mind i could talk forever okay i'm gonna go now guys talk to you in the next episode my throat is so dry okay bye <laughs>